0: You are tuned in to a fireside chat with Zany Mystic. Join us now on another exciting metaphysical journey. Relax, tune in, drop out, and take a seat by the fire as we explore new realms and possibilities. This is Magenta Pixie. You can find me at magentapixie.weebly.com. But now, here is Zany Mystic and guest. Enjoy the show.
1: Greetings, and welcome to a Fireside Chat with the Zany Mystic. I'm your host, Lance White. Tonight, Tanis Hellowell returns to the show. Tanis has given elemental, spiritual transformation, and healing workshops internationally for over 30 years. Since childhood, she has seen and heard elementals, angels, and master teachers in higher dimensions. She's a leading-edge psychotherapist well-known for working with the body elemental to heal physical, emotional, and mental traumas and patterns. Tanis teaches her techniques internationally to groups of psychiatrists, physicians, psychotherapists, and other healing practitioners. She is the author of the classic, best-selling book, Summer with the Leprechauns, and has a new book out called The High Beings of Hawaii, Encounters with Mystical Ancestors. So let's welcome her, welcome her back to the show now. Hi, Tanis, how are you?
0: Well, what a treat speaking it, with you again, Lance.
1: Yes, I, it, it's been a while. I'm sure, maybe a few years even.
0: It has been. I think it's, the last time we spoke was when um, when I launched my book um, Hybrid. So you think yes, you yes. are human? That yes. was in 2015.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, it's great to talk to you again, and as you know, my very favorite book of yours is Summer with the Leprechauns, and I imagine you hear that a lot.
0: I do, I do, and um, I I still feel that um, about, I think it's about 50% of people who contact me, contact me because of that book, even though that was my... First book, yeah. and it came out in nineteen ninety eight. It is like so amazing,
2: oh
1: yeah,
0: that it is you know, still having this this resonance for people,
1: right. And uh, Lloyd was one of the main <clears throat> characters in that book, um and he's a leprechaun, I believe, right?
0: He is a leprechaun,
1: and he's uh, in your latest book, The High Beings of Hawaii. He joins you on that trip. And it's quite a, uh, it's almost like Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> the way that you two relate to each other kind of uh, is very different. I know.
0: I, I always feel like I'm the straight person and yes, he gets yes. all the good lines.
1: Right, right. <clears throat> so um, what inspired you to write your latest book, The High Beings of Hawaii?
0: Well, I went on a vacation with my partner to Kauai, And um, this was about four years ago, and I had no intention of having anything but a vacation. But it was the second day of the trip, and I just had a chance to offload my my bathing suit from my suitcase when Mm. Lloyd appeared and said that he had these beings, uh, these Hawaiian beings that he wanted me to meet. And I was reluctant to meet them because I felt I needed a vacation. Right. Especially in Hawaii.
1: Right.
0: However, um he convinced me that it would be exciting. Oh and um and interesting and that <laughs> we would actually be going to a lot of the places I'd want to go to on vacation anyway.
1: Right. So
0: he, he twisted my arm but <laughs> in a good way.
1: Oh that's good. <laughs> so um I've read some of the accounts. I haven't quite finished the book, but I've gotten through uh, a a good portion of it. And I I just find it fascinating uh, that there are so many different uh, personalities and characters. It's almost as if each, whether they say each snowflake is uh, literally different, no two are alike. And it seems it's the same way with elementals and divas and fairies and leprechauns and people. And, you know, each one has kind of a unique uh, expression.
0: When um, when I met these beings, my my first thought was that I was going to be meeting elementals of Hawaii, which uh, the Hawaiians called the Menahuni, uh-huh. and I did in fact meet the Menahuni, who are the um, elemental beings of Hawaii. But Lloyd took me to meet other beings as well, and um, this was a great surprise for me. I met um, beings that are called the Mo'okani. Uh-huh. And the Mo'okani are human-like looking beings who have um, dragon-like features. And they are hybrid beings from ancestors of the traditional Hawaiian which are like water dragons, and they're called the mo'o. And so, this was quite a departure for me from just elementals to start meeting um, all of these ancestors of Hawaiians.
1: Hmm. Wow. <clears throat> so uh, you went on quite a, a lengthy journey with uh, these various and different uh, groups, right? uh that Lloyd was uh, establishing for you to meet.
0: Yes, yes I did. And um it, we the um Moa wanted me to um to meet them of all the elements, all the beings of all the elements. So so we we met the ones that were more of the mist. Uh And we met the ones, the sea dragons, which are looking after the water. Uh, Not just the water of Hawaii, but the waters, the oceans of the world even. And this was another thing that came out, um, Lance, because I'm not Hawaiian. Uh I'm a Canadian, and (laughs) I didn't think I had any... Hawaiian ancestors, uh, or any reason why this would be happening to me. But one of the reasons that the the Mo'o and these ancestors started to talk to me is they said that they wanted the book to be not just for Hawaiians, Uh, but that the importance of the ancestors looking after the earth the air the water the fire that this was important for all humans right now
2: mm-hmm. and
0: so they wanted this book to be a bridge um from the from the hawaiian people to all people about the importance of of ancestors
1: mm. well <clears throat> It seems like there was a kind of a, a, a coming together that was occurring also, that a unification process seemed to be happening as well. Is that uh, accurate?
0: Yeah, very, very much so. Um, for for example, um, uh, I didn't ever think that I was going to, well, first of all, I didn't intend to ever write a book about Hawaiian ancestors, um, <laughs> right. but secondly, I didn't ever intend to write a book on ancestors, period.
2: Right, but right.
0: this book actually sent me on a deep journey. Wow. Um, I, it, I started having experiences with my own ancestors and finding out not only about my biological ancestors, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, who is our mother and father and our grandparents. And if, if I was to talk only about my biological ancestry, I would be talking about the Irish and English connections.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: But the ancestors over in Hawaii were talking about the fact that there was more than just biological ancestry mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that there was also spiritual ancestry
2: mm-hmm. and
0: that in past lives, um, I had been Hawaiian. Oh. And, the, yes, I wow. know, I know.
2: <laughs> and Richard.
0: I saw what those <laughs> lives were and that I had a connection to the fire goddess Peli,
1: Oh yes.
0: Who whose main residence is on the the big island of Hawaii uh. through my father's lineage and that I had a connection to the Mo'o, the water dragons, whose main center is on Kauai, through my mother's lineage. And the interesting thing about this is that the um, in the myths and the stories about Pele and the mo'o, uh, in, in Hawaiian um, history, um, they are always battling and fighting their their enemies. And I was thinking, oh my god, my mother and my father's lineage fighting, and yeah. yet. In my experience of my parents, they got on really really well. They were equal partners and they did not fight. Wow. And from this journey that that this, they took me on, um, Pali Pally took me on and also the Mo'o took me on. I learned that that the reason it comes out in the myths that they fight is the is that the Mo'o were the older ancestors and Peli was the new upstart, if you like. And so it's a story which we can see in all traditions of the world where the conquering nation always has to defeat the older one.
1: Mm-hmm. So like
0: Christianity took over all the sites that were the ancient sites of the Druids and the ancient spiritual sites of the Celts and things like this, for example. And the Mm. same thing Mm. happened in Hawaii. Mm. And, And so for me, it was how to blend my mother and my father's lineage. And... For people to start looking at their own lineage and to to think of it not only um, about what they are are seeing in the in their biological lineage but to see have they got any spiritual ancestors beings that are calling them from Previous Lives, for example.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, Because the ancestors, and this was, I think, maybe the most important point that the ancestors made to me was about why they wanted this book written, is that if we think of ancestors as only being in the past, then it's kind of interesting, but who cares? I mean, does it really affect us now?
2: Right.
0: But the ancestors said, we are there all the time in the higher realms affecting you. Mm. And that the ancestors want us to be aware of that because there are... Wounds in our family or our lineage that we might have had from the past, Mm -hmm. that they may have had, um, and we are the ones who can repair it and heal it right now. For example, you know, like I've got Irish lineage, Mm -hmm. and so what is the lineage in Ireland? It was of poverty and starvation, the potato Mm -hmm. famine. And so, what does that lead to right now that, in my family, they've inherited from that that wound?
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, it It leads to a scarcity and a fear that there won't be enough, there won't be enough food. And it also leads to alcoholism, which is trying to dull the pain of how they've been treated in their ancestry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right. if these, these uh, wounds can be healed in the present by becoming more conscious and working on forgiveness, then the ancestors can rest. Mm. And we know now through um, the, the new study of epigenetics that we actually do inherit not only blue eyes and blonde hair yes. from our parents but that mm. we actually do inherit psychological wounds in our genes
1: that's interesting i didn't know that
0: yeah yeah it's um it, it's it's really um finding a lot of um uh, you can Google epigenetics and you right. will see how many how many scientific papers are happening in this area right now. This is very well researched um, with regards to cellular biology. Yeah.
2: It seems like so it's all about on.
0: how these encodings um, are also in our cells, in our DNA. Uh. So this is what the yeah. ancestors are trying to do. They're trying to... Bring these unconscious wounds into consciousness, so that we, in the present, you would be uh can actually repair them. so that's why it took me four years to write the book oh. because it wasn't just the story Lance. I wrote the story in in like one one year. Huh. It was the next three years I had to live through the experience of the story. Huh. It was like I had to, I had to repair the essence of what the story was about. Wow. So that's why it took me four years to write the book. I see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's, see, it certainly sounds logical to me. <clears throat> You know, especially when you're working on yourself and you're working at the level of DNA, then, yes, four years is not a terribly long time, but it's, you know, longer than a year. But uh,
0: Yeah, it, it and there have been amazing healings that have happened in my family oh. since this happened. Uh, for example, um, my brother and I have always loved each other but we um but he has not felt comfortable with me um i am i'm a, too radical for him he's a traditional christian
2: uh. and
0: he was often wondering if with all my mystical mm-hmm. stuff i was maybe taking uh. the wrong turn on the spiritual <laughs>
2: <Well>. <laughs> on the
0: spiritual continuum yeah. and oh. um mm-hmm. and there you know there was some large crises that's happened in my family uh, during in in these last few years, which, which meant that my brother needed a place to come to, and he came to stay with me for two months, Mm. which he has not done for 40 years. In fact, for 40 years, he has never once come to stay with me. It has been an immense healing of that relationship. Mm hmm. And there've been other things I could talk about as well.
1: Well, that uh, have shifted. I think that would be interesting to find out and and also if any of the um beings that you were uh introduced to had any kind of tasks that they wanted you to do.
0: <clears throat> well, I think that the task was to to make sure that my own family wounds were healed
2: uh-huh.
0: which which as i'm saying um I've definitely been working on right and um and then the other task was to to offer this gift of the of the book um and the you know what the book you know the what the book carries um to others in the world,
1: yes. Well, you know, for me, it opens up doors to uh, multidimensional realms that I may not have been aware of before. And so, by talking about the experiences that you have, you're literally shifting the reality and creating new possibilities for anybody that reads it.
0: Yeah, I I think that that's true, and um, that certainly was the intention and. And it turned out that Lloyd, my leprechaun friend, um, was actually studying with the Hawaiian kahuna, the Hawaiian medicine teachers, and that he'd been studying with them for some years. And um, so while I was having my experience of meeting the, the ancestors of of these various lineages and the Menuhuni, uh, He was busy studying uh, so that he could become a kahuna uh-oh. for for elementals. Wow. I know. It was it was wonderful. And so um, at first, at, at the beginning of the book, he was really quite secretive about oh. what he was studying and where he was disappearing to oh. and then afterwards, about halfway through the book, we find out what in fact has been happening to him mm. and that there are like in in lloyd's group um, there are are elementals from. All over the world and all different kinds of elementals as, as you said there there are elves and there are fairies and there are um, trolls and goblins and menahune and all over the world we have these various kinds of elementals that mm-hmm. are creating our beautiful planet and Lloyd's particular group is that he wants to find humans that want to partner and work with these elementals. And so there were Manahuni elementals and also these Mo'okani who were part of Lloyd's group who were looking for human partners. So um so I was able to do a workshop over in Hawaii just uh, just this January, actually, um, to um, to talk more about
2: this. Mm-hmm.
0: So this was one of the reasons that Lloyd was, was stud- studying this tradition, so that he could become more familiar with this himself.
1: Wow. Well, that uh, sounds like quite a large task. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <clears throat> well, he uh he he was having a great he was having a great time and they you know, he everywhere he goes, I have to say I I often feel like the you know, the <laughs> the sidekick. <laughs> oh,
2: right. Right. <laughs> because
0: everywhere I go, whatever I meet, elementals from um from various countries. He's the he's the big he's the big act and I'm sort of the human who accompanies him.
1: <laughs> oh. Well, I guess um uh, it's kind of like Johnny Carson and um Ed McMahon in a sense.
0: That's a good analogy. Yes. Yeah. That's sort of what it's like.
1: Uh. Well, now, uh do I have read uh, in other places that the elementals are and the nature spirits are trying to partner up with humans. Uh as much as some may not like to do that. Uh is there uh are there any instructions uh, or uh, suggestions that you have for people who would like to begin to work with them?
0: Uh yes, um the the most important thing is to believe in elementals
2: mm-hmm.
0: because elementals grow stronger when we believe in them. Um, belief uh, is actually an energy.
2: Mm-hmm. Thoughts
0: are energies.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And whenever we have positive thoughts, They are energies that in Mm. other realms people can use. Mm. And this would be the elementals can use Mm. it, our ancestors can use it, so the belief. The second thing would be the appreciation. So that we appreciate the beauty that the elementals have created for us here.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. our,
0: Our beautiful earth. And right. another thing is to appreciate our body. You mentioned in your introduction that I work a lot with the body elemental.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we've all got a body elemental. And, you, and this body elemental keeps us healthy, well. And if we're working with it, we can actually heal a lot of the difficulties that we have
2: mm-hmm. in
0: our bodies um and i'm even writing a, a book on this currently
2: Oh, okay. be my next
0: book that will come out will be about this and so elementals the earth air fire and water make up everything on the earth so it's learning how to work with with this is so very important and in an appreciation appreciating it the next thing we can do is think of, well, what can we do to help the elementals? So, other than appreciation and, um, and recognizing them,
2: mm-hmm.
0: what can we actually do physically? Mm-hmm. Well, we can get out in our garden and create a beautiful garden. This is what I do because I have quite a large property. And the plants talk to me. And if we listen, everybody can talk to their plants. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
0: we know from that wonderful book that uh, was written a couple of decades ago, it was called The Secret Life of Plants, that plants actually... Um, grow stronger and healthier when they're loved, and ones that are sent negative energy kind of shrivel up and don't do well at all, Mm
2: -hmm. even
0: if they're given the same amount of water and the same amount of sun. So we've, we've known that these thoughts will actually make things healthier. So as we're thinking these thoughts, we're actually healing the earth. And if people don't have a garden outside? Do they have any plants inside that they mm. could be loving? Right. And could they walk in the forest and, um, and enjoy beauty by walking in nature and the forest? Could they maintain something, like start collecting garbage along a beach or, or, a, or in a river and cleaning up pollution where it is? like thinking of very concrete, practical things that they could be doing. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that we could be doing to help help elementals. Um, in my courses, I actually give people guided visualizations so that they can receive an elemental partner to, to work with on an ongoing basis, much like I have Lloyd.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, does does this uh, 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 unity of uh, elementals and humans uh, seem like it might be leading towards uh, some kind of shift that that has also been talked about quite a bit of late?
0: I think so. Um, elementals exist. Elementals and, and ancestors both exist in a a higher frequency than our third dimensional uh physical reality uh-huh. it's more the the astral the astral frequencies and um i mean Jesus himself said you know in my in my father's home there are many mansions,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and what he meant by this was that there are different realms? There are different realms, all based on different frequencies. And we're humans. We're starting to move into higher and higher frequencies now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're starting to access these realms and have have communication with our ancestors. Have communication with elemental beings, and by that I mean some of us are seeing them, some of us are hearing, some of us are feeling it Mm -hmm. because we really are moving to um, higher frequencies in our evolution and I mean, this is (laughs) great
1: yes, it's wonderful Um, you know, it's uh, one thing to be going to a 9-to-5 job and another to be Talking to your uh, your desk, <laughs> This made yeah. out of oak, you know.
0: Yeah, and and we can all do it. Um, we can, you know, we can all, even if we're not seeing or hearing or feeling, we need to, as I said, go back to this level of belief mm-hmm. um, that we 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 believe that the. These beings are there, and so we we just keep that belief and and have a belief of of healing our earth. There's nothing more important to elementals than that.
1: Mm, right, right, and I think that uh, they've witnessed oh, shall we say, a degradation in the uh, human arena as far as uh, caring for nature uh, fully and being. Uh, stewards of the planet
0: yes yes, in we have you know over these last few hundred years been been guilty of that, if you like, but this is a time of of um i believe um reparation and forgiveness, and ultimately um holding on to feelings of uh, guilt are not going to serve us. Right. Um, we need to forgive ourselves and, and you know, and others right. <clears throat> and and go forward and just say, well, in the present moment, what can I do within my sphere of influence to make mm-hmm. a difference?
1: Mm-hmm. And, of course, Hopinopo is uh, one of the uh healing modalities that comes from the uh, the islands too isn't isn't it uh, originated over in uh Hawaii.
0: Which one is that?
1: Uh, I think it's called Hoponopo or I can't not Oh
0: yes. It. Yes. And that is Hawaiian, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh Honopono.
0: Oh that's it, thank
1: you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, and and that is based on love, and it is based on forgiveness. Yes, and the Hawaiian concept of aloha is um, when people are greeted with the word aloha. um, The easy translation is uh, love, Uh but what the words really mean is it has to do with uh, the healing breath. The ha is the breath,
1: oh, and right. the
0: way that the Hawaiians uh, would, would greet people, not just saying aloha, but they would actually um, touch, touch noses with the person mm. and look into their eyes, like look into their soul, mm-hmm. and this and share the breath and share the breath with the person Mm. when they were doing this. So this would be how we were, were greeting people with real love, is to recognize we are all sharing each other's breath.
1: Right, right.
0: And that's what we are doing on the planet. Right. We're sharing the breath of the plants and the breath of the animals and the breath of all humans alive and the breath of all beings that have passed on.
2: Right.
1: Right. True. And it also doesn't leave much room for uh, victims to manifest. When there's forgiveness uh, and there's love, uh, you can't have somebody playing the uh, victim and another person playing the perpetrator
0: yes that's true that's That's very true, and so it lets go of that whole dynamic which is it just doesn't go anywhere, does it? We have to just move past that. I mean, oh gosh, all of us in this life, if not in previous lives, have mm-hmm. been guilty of both being perpetrators and victims oh absolutely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So you know, why don't we just <clears throat> move on?
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. What were some of the most profound uh, uh, experiences that you had with some of the entities or beings there? What were you um, you?
0: I think one of the one of the things that touched me most deeply was that. We were doing a ritual, and we were in this sacred grove of trees, but near near a, a running river, mm. and there were these people with me when we were doing this ritual, and there were all these elementals and all these mo'okani and the ancestors that were accompanying us in a circle. Mm. And there was a crow, uh, not a crow, um, um, a rooster, and there are a lot of feral roosters in Hawaii. Uh. And there was a rooster that as soon as we were ready to start our ritual, it It crowed three times. Oh, wow. I know.
1: Synchronously.
0: I know. (laughs) And when we started the ritual to call on the ancestors that wanted to be healed and to do a healing not only for the members in our group, but also for the world, the ancestors came and also the mo'o came out of the river. Um, in its mo'o form, as a dragon, uh. and it came to join us. And it it and it said, "We are going to send the the rain to bless you." Now it was a beautiful sunny day, <laughs> uh. and all of a sudden it started to rain on us. Uh. And when the ritual finished, the rain finished. And the rooster that had been standing guard around our circle then left, moved off.
2: Wow.
0: It was, it was like um, people always love to have these physical experiences to show that something sacred has happened. Right, right. And that was one of those moments where... How could you deny something sacred had happened when you, when you just been told we're going to send the the rain now to bless you, and it came, and when we finished, it stopped. So that was that was a beautiful a beautiful time.
1: <clears throat> well, you know. Um... Uh, what uh, what is the next leg of your journey uh, you're going to be going over to europe in the short while aren't you
0: yes uh, i i'm doing um a book launch for the high beings of hawaii um just next weekend down in vancouver nice. for um for a group of anthroposophists, I don't oh. know if you know Anthroposophy, it um, was founded by Rudolf Steiner, and a lot right. of people know Rudolf Steiner's work through through his work with uh, Waldorf Schools of Education. Right. But he also worked with Elementals, and he founded a, a, a school of medicine, and you can become an anthroposophical doctor. You have to become actually a real doctor before you can even become an anthroposophical doctor. So it is a advanced training. And he founded, you know, systems of art and this and agriculture, system of agriculture, mm-hmm. uh, kind of. They call it biodynamic gardening, which is even more serious than organic gardening. So, oh boy! <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm doing that next weekend down in Vancouver, and it's open to the public. So, you know, it's on working and playing with nature spirits, but there'll be my book launch, and then. I work in Europe for six months every May and June, and this year I'm teaching in Switzerland and Germany and got a new book coming out in Sweden, and I'm teaching in Norway and Holland and England Wow! at all these different conferences. So, yeah, people can see it on my website if they are are at all interested, Lance. May I give my
1: website? Yes, uh, go ahead and mention that.
0: Okay. It's at uh, www.iitransform.com if people want to see my schedule.
1: You know, well, it's so funny because um when I I I type out the introduction because it's uh you know something that I the only part that I read everything else is impromptu. And uh the one thing that I didn't include was your a link to your website and I never forget the website. <laughs> So it gets mentioned at the beginning and at the end of the show and it's also on your show bio, but um uh that's interesting that I would have dropped that out, so I'm That going. is.
0: Well then <laughs> maybe I was supposed to mention it.
1: Yes, I think so. Um and so that's uh repeat that, repeat that again, would you so I can uh, make sure I get it right.
0: Yes, w dot transform dot com. Okay, the I.I. Transform is our institute, the International Institute for Transformation. Oh, right, right.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I had a grandmother that I used to call I.I., I. <laughs> and the reason why is because when she I was a little kid living in Santa Barbara, she used to sing that song, I, 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 and <laughs> so I just called her I.I., <laughs>
2: Wow, isn't
1: that interesting? Maybe you <laughs> see,
0: we were supposed to talk about that today. I guess
1: so. Because I, 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 she
0: is your ancestor. Yes, that is
1: right. She wants to get equal time. <laughs>
0: she wants you to be thinking about her.
1: Yes, exactly. This is,
0: you know, th- this is how, sy- you know, synchronicities. People, if people want to get in touch with where spirit wants to lead them. They only have to look at all the patterns and the synchronicities that happen in their life and follow them, because that's how spirit and the ancestors talk to us by by creating these kinds of synchronicities.
1: Right. Have you noticed too that uh, you'll have certain periods where almost everything will be synchronistic for a while, and then it kind of trails off. And as it does, uh, you could almost not, you just can't avoid it. You know, you might uh, read, glance at a newspaper and your name is mentioned, or you know, uh, the uh, country western uh, radio station is playing angelic tunes, and it's just on and on and on. And uh, I think that uh, there's a possibility that uh, uh, maybe in higher uh, energy fields, I don't hate to use the word dimensions, everything is in synchronicity.
0: It is, it is, and this is how we go with the flow in life,
2: yeah, is
0: yeah. to pay attention to that, and also to realize just like just like the moon it it ebbs and it flows, and just like the the tides they ebb and they flow, we have to be aware of this in our own life and and when we're in a flow time. We get a lot of these synchronicities, and it's <clears throat> like the doors open for us, and we right. should go ahead. And then we may have one of these ebb tides where doors don't want to open. So this is not a time to be bashing our head against things. Right. It's a time to just rest and relax, regroup, do our research, right. and know that another <clears throat> flow time will be coming back. And it, Right. This is another thing that the ancestors know so well, and the Hawaiians know so well. Mm-hmm. It's the how to be in our Western world where we are so into doing. Oh, and yes. um, we, one of the reasons that Lloyd was over um, working with the Hawaiians is that they were trying to teach him to be more.
1: Oh, oh
0: oh yes. Uh, not to do so much, I but see. to be more. And this was one of the lessons for me as well: <laughs> how to be more and a little more yin, and not uh, quite so yang. yang and our yeah. whole world is is oh, yeah. based on yang.
1: Yes, absolutely. Mhm. So that's uh, and then sometimes also in that uh, flowing of life, like uh, the river. It seems that uh, the lessons are all delivered, in a sense, as if we're on a, a conveyor belt. and Everything that happens during our day is something that if we actually looked at it more closely with attention and focus, we might see that there was some message or lesson that we could learn from almost anything in life. And it's right there in our lives.
0: Yes, it is, so it's just a question of waking up to it, yeah, rather than letting these 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 precious moments and opportunities pass us
2: by right,
1: right right, and now you you mentioned um uh there's a book that you wrote with uh, uh, where is it uh, it seems like there was one that you did on consciousness is that am i uh Am I uh, getting that right? I did.
0: I mean, all my books are about consciousness and how to become more conscious beings. It's just that in some of my books, I use the story form to... to get through these messages. So in Summer with the Leprechauns or Pilgrimage with the Leprechauns or my new book, The High Beings of Hawaii, I get the messages through about all the other wonderful beings in the world and how to work with them and the earth um, through story. But in some of my books, I have a different voice, if you like, And so in Manifest Your Soul's Purpose and Decoding Your Destiny, Mm. I actually give people exercises and talk about how to become conscious to get your goals and Mm. to align yourself more with spirit in the world. So some people um, actually prefer those books.
2: Because
0: they, well, Decoding Your Destiny, for example, is all about the spiritual laws. Uh And it is my most, quote, unquote, spiritual book, if you Uh like. But Hmm. Manifest Your Soul's Purpose is my most concrete, practical, physical book. Because Hmm. it actually looks at our support systems and... The keys to manifestation and and how to actually get your goals right, right, and overcome restraining forces, and yet it's all based on spiritual laws. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So, a lot of people think that maybe my whole life is spent being a mystic and talking about elementals and leprechauns. But I worked as a management consultant for. Oh, over 30 years for companies like IBM and banks and charter accountants and doctors, psychiatrists. So I had to be very concrete and practical. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, So my work really is to try to wake people up. Mm. no matter where they're at. And I just use different voices or different forms to to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the Decoding Your Destiny is the one that I don't have. I don't think I've read that one yet. Oh, um, gee. I then think that's a, then
0: uh, obviously you're supposed to have it, and I'll I have think to send so. it to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it looks really interesting from the description in the uh, book section of your uh, website.
0: Well, I'm happy to send it to you.
1: Oh, it's very
0: well, it's strange, you know, because although people think my first book, my very first book, was Summer with the Leprechauns in nineteen ninety eight. Uh, actually my first book was Decoding Destiny in
2: nineteen
1: eighty eight. Wow.
0: And it was I was like 30 years old. <laughs> oh
2: my god.
0: <laughs> I know. And it was the most spiritual book wow. that I ever wrote. And then the version that's now and I only had 5,000 copies which uh. were like long gone. Uh. And then and then I taught that book for years and years and years and I still teach it cuz it's based on spiritual laws. Uh. And then I rewrote it based on giving people exercises to actually nice. practice nice. Um, just a few years back and called it Decoding Your Destiny.
1: Oh, nice. And like so that.
0: that is, and that book is only half of what I covered in the first book,
1: hmm.
0: which is out of print now.
1: I see. Okay.
0: But, you but been... interestingly, <laughs> it's almost as if that first book has been unfurling in various ways through my oh. whole life.
1: Uh-huh. That would make sense.
0: Yeah, and this is something for everybody to look at in their lives, actually. Um, it's that we will have recurring patterns in our life, which are called fractals. And We need to look at those recurring patterns. Some of them will be positive, and some of them will be negative. And we need to look at reinforcing those positive recurring patterns. And then our life goes a lot easier. And, like, forget about reinforcing the negative ones about right. things that don't go well, and the kind of people that you don't seem to be able to work with as easily, and the the kind of things you shouldn't be doing in my case, I shouldn't be doing anything to to do with mathematics <laughs> oh gee,
1: that would be mine too
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so. So that book has unfurled, it's like an onion mm. of deeper and deeper levels of, wow. I guess, why I'm here in this life.
1: Well, you certainly have made a tremendous contribution to uh, I, you know, tens of thousands of people uh, and maybe hundreds of thousands of people. And then if you really want to uh, take it out all the way, you know, eventually it affects everybody.
0: I think that's true and you know, I'd like to just address that for a moment because sure. sometimes people will think, Well, I have to write books and become famous uh-huh. um, uh-huh. you know, so that I can change the world and help everybody. Right. And and I, I want people to, you know, let go of that because that is like an incredible amount of pressure that you put on yourself. And it's much better to think in terms of everyone has got a destiny. And my destiny has not been to have birth children and raise my actual physical children. Right. I have three stepkids, but I haven't got any birth children, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so everyone has to look at these mm-hmm. fractals of what spirit wants them to do, mm-hmm. and be the best at whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So if you are a gardener, then be a great gardener. If you're a lawyer, be a great lawyer. You know, if if you're a doctor, be a great doctor, and just bring love to your work,
2: mm-hmm. and go
0: the high road of the work. Always go the high road. There's a high road and a low road in every single path. And if people stick with the high road of what Spirit wants for them to do in a very concrete, practical way in the world, we are fulfilling our destiny.
2: Mm,
1: that's beautiful. And it's has taken us right up to the uh, end of the hour. <laughs>
0: Oh, good.
1: On, on such a high note. <laughs> um, so, uh, Tannis, we might have another minute or two if you'd like to uh, talk about anything in particular or mention any of the places that you'll be in, in the near future so that people can uh, uh, see if they're in that area. And uh, Or if you want to end on something, you know, that uh, you'd just like to share with your listeners, anything you want to do, just, uh, uh, it's your show. <laughs>
0: I, Lance, I, the only thing I can share is this, um, this Aloha feeling, um, that just a mm-hmm. blessing for all your listeners, a blessing for you for mm-hmm. having done this for so many years and the gift to the hundreds and thousands of people that you have reached
2: mm-hmm.
0: and for everyone to enjoy their day, enjoy their present moment and um, I just send them love and strength. And if they ever show up in any of my courses, I'm leading a seven day retreat here um, on the sea. Sh- I'm right on the sea coast. They're welcome oh. to come in July. Well. It's on healing with the body elemental, oh, my. and they can find out about it on my website, which you now have right. www.iitransform.com. com and I'd love to see them.
1: Wonderful. Well, Tana, thank you so much for coming back and I really appreciate you and I appreciate your work and uh I hope you have a wonderful trip uh you know doing the uh the uh, uh conferences that you're doing over in uh <laughs> in Canada.
0: Thanks so much, Lance. All Blessings. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.